talk about heartbreak, heart mending, dating. And now we're moving on to something that I feel like is better than love, and that is travel. Today we have Janelle. She is really popping on TikTok and Instagram right now, Janelle on a jet. And she talks all about like budget-friendly travel, solo travel, how to travel in the cheapest way possible, mm-hmm. how to make the most of your trips. And she's joining us today, and it was such an honor to have her on. Yeah, totally. She had some great advice and insight that really makes traveling easy, affordable, and attainable. And I think that sometimes you see TikToks and Instagrams of like young people traveling all over and you're like, how in the world are they doing that? And it's really not so hard. Like you can do it too. It's really not. Yeah. I mean, I have this conversation with people all the time in my DMs. Like I remember I was like when I first started telling people that I was going to move to Hawaii, they were acting like I was going to move to Mars. Like they were like, what? Like that's insane. How are you going to afford that? People always say, what do you do for work? How do you afford this? Like, trust fund. I'm like, oh, no, I wish. (laughs) I wish I could add trust fund baby to my resume. But no, like there's actually so many ways to travel. Well, I'm glad that she talked about the credit cards because oh, I feel yeah. like there's so much reprogramming that needs to be done around credit cards because I know for me growing up, I was always told never get a credit card. Like don't ever do it. And you need yeah. to do it because the rewards that you can earn through credit cards, just like flights, hotels, like they're so useful. And all you hear about is the scary risks of having a credit card. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, this was such a good episode. I think that this is like probably one of the episodes I've learned the most. I want to be one of those moms that like takes her infant on a flight to Europe. Yeah, no, like yes, or two days ago, I was at work and these this couple was by the pool. And I was like, hey, like, are you guys visiting there? Yeah, we're here for our son's second birthday. And I was like, doing it right. Like, happy birthday. And they're like, yeah, like, we made it two years of being parents. So we're just pretty stoked. I was like, (laughs) good. good We should be proud. They said, yeah, we've kept someone alive for two years. I'm like, you should celebrate for sure. I know I follow um, one of my favorite influencers to follow is Mary Lawless Lee. She and her husband take their kids everywhere all over the world. And they look so good doing it too. But um, I love just how they have parented and how they travel with their kids. Yeah. Yes. I love her. Okay. So let's rehash our week and then we'll Mm -hmm. get into our combo with Janelle. Yeah. What's your high and low of the week? We're recording this on a Sunday and I don't know. It's just, I feel like yeah, a lot. I just, of I just had to think about what day it is. I've had a lot of highs that. this week though. I got together with some friends on Monday night just for like wine and sushi at our house. And it was really good to catch up with them and just to be really intentional about that time to spend with people that you actually really enjoy spending time with, I think is really important, especially on like a Monday, you know, it just kind of brings a bright spot to the week. Yeah. And then... I also, mom surprised me. I had to go to Oxford for a couple of days this week. um, And mom surprised me with a massage and Reiki session, which was really cool. Mom? (laughs) Mom? (laughs) What? I want a massage. That's sweet though. Yeah. And I got to, um, so my mom came up to Nashville to meet up with some friends on Thursday night. But anyway, I got to have a date night with dad on Friday. We went to one of our favorite restaurants in Oxford, City Grocery and I think it's just great to spend some one-on-one time with your parents. You know, it's just to be, like I said, intentional. I think that's a big, a big thing for me this week is like taking that intentional time and um, just spending time with people that I love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I actually, like, as you said, this week has been really long. I had to literally look at my calendar on my computer to figure out what I did this week. Yeah. I like, especially being here, I really lose like grasp of like the days of the week because it's like almost every single day is like a weekend. But um, yeah, my work schedule is so weird. So like some days I'll like my weekends in like the middle of the week. But um, what's your low? So I had to go to Oxford because I had some um, doctor appointments that I had to go to. And for one, they had to give me an IV. And they literally brought in three different nurses and tried to stick me five times total. The fifth time I burst into tears. I just couldn't hold it back. I don't know what came over me. And like, it hurt, but like not to the point of where I was crying. Like I couldn't stop. I was like sobbing. Yeah. That's unlike you. So I, feel like you I know. Well. Like I'm always the crier when it comes. I'm to not like, afraid of needles, but like by the fifth time I was like, give me the fuck out of here and stop poking me. And like, do you see like the bruises? Oh gosh. Look, look at that one. Look at this bruise. Damn. Damn. I know. That's gnarly. <laughs> That's rough. Gnarly. Um, 
yeah, I also have issues with IVs that I've like been trying to work through my whole life. But um, my low, let's see, my high, I'm trying to think of what my low would be. So I would say my high of the week definitely was um, I got to do a lot of fun things this week because Perry's parents were in town. And so they literally like took us to like the nicest dinners, went to Morimoto Alley. I was thinking about you the whole time. We had like, uh, I saw that. Bop. What was it? Yeah. The Biddy Bop? Biddy Bop, whatever. Um, <sighs> yeah. Perry's parents came in town. We got to do a lot of fun things with them, like going out on a boat. We went kayaking, went to like all these really nice dinners. It's so nice to have parents around and just kind of feel that like family vibe. Um, Cause you don't really get that out here as much. And my low of the week trying to think of one you know that's a good week I feel like when you have to think of one but mm-hmm. I literally can't think of a low this week hey, that's a good week you don't always have yeah to- yeah it was a good it was a good week honestly probably my low is just like whenever I feel like tired but I've really been trying to like rest a lot be intentional about rest I literally stayed in on Friday night and like didn't go out. I lay in bed and watched cheer. I've been so into cheer on Netflix. Like I obsessed. told you, it's so good. I literally like, this is embarrassing, but I literally found myself doing like motions in the kitchen this morning. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? Uh, um, but yeah, just taking a lot of time to rest. And yeah. And then I guess something I'm excited about, what am I excited about? Do you have, what, what are you excited about, Al? What's something you're excited about? Um, I guess in the spirit of this episode, I'm excited about some trips I have coming up. Um, I am going back to Palm Beach in two weeks. Oh, I'm excited about that. Love. And then I'm going to Mexico this summer. I just found out my good friend Natalie is getting married there. So I'm going to make a big trip out of it. And then um, I think I'm going to New York with two of my best friends in March. And yeah, there are just a couple of other things. And I'm really excited uh, to be traveling and have some exciting places to go to. Yeah, love that. I'm same. So if we're going to go on the spirit of travel, I'm really excited because my best friend, Libby, is coming here in like three weeks. So I had Erica, one of my best friends, come in like February and then or in January. And Libby is my other best friend. She's coming at the end of February and for my birthday. And I actually just planned something I'm also excited about. I just planned my birthday in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. I want to hear what you're doing. Yeah, we're doing like a whole little boat. Um, like I think my favorite thing in the world is just like being with my girlfriends. I've always been team all girl birthdays. Like a lot of people are like want to incorporate boys. I personally just like love an all girl birthday. Like my twenty first birthday, we did all girls um, on a party bus. I mean, last year I had guys come, so it was like at a bar. But this year, like we're renting a boat. We're literally just gonna lay out and listen to music on a boat all day, which is like my favorite thing in the world to do. Is just like be in the sun and be with my friends. So that's where yeah. my birthday. Libby will be here, so yeah, really excited for that. And I'm also excited just like for the things I learned in this episode. So mm-hmm. I'm I feel like I have a lot of homework to go and do. Yeah, where's like one place that you were wanting to go that you've never been before? My dream place that I've always wanted to go is I've always wanted to go to Greece. Yeah, and I feel as though I might go there in the near future hopefully yeah i think mine i would love to do a joint trip to italy and greece and do like the amalfi coast and yeah um just yeah. take like a long two weeks just do it up my vibe right now is just travel as much as i can and i really like what she said about looking at the flights instead of going in with a specific destination and just seeing yeah. where the cheap flights are going and then go there because it does kind of leave it up to you know fate and I think that that's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm really excited for everyone to listen to this episode. I'm so, so thrilled that Janelle was able to talk with us today. And I'm really excited for you guys to learn all the things that we learned about traveling. We're going to start living our best traveling dreams. Let's do it. We are so excited to have you join us today. It was literally last week, me and Allie were talking about other topics and stuff, and I feel like everyone always wants to know about travel. And then we found your TikTok, and we were like, oh, perfect. Yes, oh my gosh. Especially with COVID, like everyone's been locked up essentially for two years. So travel is like such a hot topic because everyone is ready to get back out and like explore whether it's domestic or internationally, like we've all been cooped up. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, people know this, but I'm a huge homebody. Like I went to school in my hometown. I literally love being at home. And I think it was honestly COVID that gave me like the courage to be able to move to Hawaii because I was like, I'm done. I've been here for yeah. a while. We've been at home. 
let's go. I want to see the world now. So I think it really has changed the way people view traveling, you know? Totally. And like it, nothing is guaranteed in terms of like tomorrow. I mean, I talk about this with my family all the time. We did so much traveling in like 2018, 2019, the beginning of 2020. And we we're so thankful for that because like who knew that the world was going to shut down? Yeah. Like, and now, you know, yeah. that's why we're getting back into it again and booking more trips because we don't know what it's going to look like for you know the rest of our lives. Who knows? So definitely made people value travel more, I think, for sure. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get, were you always interested in travel? Tell us how, how this kind of came about. Yeah. So my grandparents are private pilots. They've, so they've flown their own Cessna 180 um, growing up. And I've, so I've been introduced to travel from that perspective, but it was all very local. Like I'd go to flying conventions with them and things like that. Um, but then growing up, we didn't like travel much beyond, you know, going to visit my grandparents or doing a road trip here or there. Cause it was just viewed as like something that was really expensive that we couldn't really access um, as much. And just was maybe something we do once every five years, but like never did like a yearly family vacation unless it was just visiting family and things like that. Um, and then I started traveling for work. So I'm an engineer full-time um, and I got into travel because my work would be sending me places. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to like extend this trip a little bit longer, do a little solo trip here. Like I was flown to Europe for work and so I did Dublin on one end of the trip and London on the other end of it and was able to start doing this. And I got really into the side of um, how to travel for free through points and miles and credit cards and things like that. And once I realized that it actually is way more accessible to being able to travel, like money doesn't have to be as much of a factor as I thought it was um, growing up, that I just kind of became obsessed. So my first trip abroad was um, that really like kicked it off was I went to Iceland in 2018 um, for $297 round trip on Delta. And I was like, Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> That's crazy. Wait, so where where do you live now? I'm in Seattle. I'm from Minneapolis originally. So when all of this started, I was living in Minnesota, um, working for a company back there, and um, they were sending me places. And I was at the end, which was like, well, when I say the end, like when 2020 hit, and I was still working for them. Um, it, I was traveling like 70 to 80 percent of the time. So domestic between the domestic and international, and then I was booking trips on top of it. So I just kind of got to see a lot of the world and see how much easier it was to travel than I thought it was originally. Yeah, that's amazing that you get those travel opportunities with your job. Yeah. So yeah. your TikTok is Janelle on a jet. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yes. So what, I literally love your TikTok and I'm a big TikToker. <laughs> what made you start, you know, posting about travel? And yeah. So my TikTok isn't even a year old, which is wild to think about because like I just, I had, I had posted about a lot on Instagram. Instagram was my main platform, like pre 20, like 20 and stuff. And then like, I didn't post about travel for like a year, other like here and there, I kind of was off social media because what do you do as like a travel influencer or whatever during COVID? Like it kind of actually seems like depressing to talk about because no one knew <laughs> when we could start traveling. So then finally like 2021, was coming around and like it was like March, I think was like when I finally made my TikTok and I was like, okay, like people can still earn credit card points and miles like when they're sitting at home. So then like once stuff starts opening up, then they can start traveling and like using all these points that they build up over this past you know time to book trips. And so that's kind of what got me into um, creating the TikTok and starting to post on there and like. I don't know. I've always heard too, like how expensive flights can be and things like that. And there's so many ways to um, find cheap flights. So I was like, I, I like this medium. Like I like the video format, like talking again, like Instagram um, is so static, you know, with other than stories, but, like your posts and captions and all of these things. And I was like, I like just being able to like have a comfort, like a chat. Like it just feel like I was chatting with people um, about stuff. So that's when I started it. So do you just one day decide that you were going to start posting about travel or were people asking your advice for things? So on Instagram, people were asking me and that's what I'd started on Instagram um, was people were saying that I was traveling a lot for work and then like also traveling a lot personally. And they were just like, how are you doing this? And I would, so I started posting about credit cards and that I was utilizing or, you know, different perks from having status or, you know, um, I opened this credit card and I got 90,000 miles, which is like at least two, if not three round trip flights to Europe, if you can find them, like if you find the right deals. And so it's like, wait, that's just from opening one credit card and getting the sign up bonus, like not even the additional stuff that like I'm spending. And so people started asking more questions. And um, I just kind of got really deep into learning about travel hacking is like one of the things they call it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I need wow. to know which credit card that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like my number one question, I feel like. So 
what is the very first step that you take when planning a trip? Okay, so there's this rule that I call, it's called like the flight first rule. So like typically, I feel like when people go to book travel, they're like, all right, where do we want to go? When do we want to go? Then they go look at flights and then like they book their trip and start planning it. I do the complete opposite. So like I will find a really good flight deal. So like Europe round trip, like I found the Iceland flight for $297 round trip. And I was like, sweet, I get, I want to go to Iceland. These dates work with my schedule. I'm going to go to Iceland for this trip. So like finding the cheap flight first to then like help determine um, where I'm going to go because flights can be so expensive. I mean, like people can spend $1,200 on a round trip flight to Europe. And I'm like spending, I think the most I typically spend is like $550 on the top end for a round trip flight to Europe. So, um, and there's definitely cheaper flights and stuff. I stick with Delta just because I have status on there. So like I'm looking for flights that are on Delta specifically. But like last year, there were tons of flights um, for like $297 um, round trip, again, $298. Uh, like in that price range, like sub 300, essentially from every airport in the US to every airport in Europe. It was wild. It was like the craziest flight deal. So that's kind of what I say is like the first step is find your flight. Like don't like don't pick your destination. Don't pick your dates. Like I have like a time frame that I want to go. And then I let the flight deals dictate like when I, where I travel and when I travel. That's so cool. You're just leaving it up to fate pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many places I want to go. Like, I don't need to just like prioritize going to this place because I, I don't know, like there's so many trips that have surprised me. Like we went to Spain for Thanksgiving um, and I love Spain. And like, I've always want, like been interested in going to Spain, but like, was it a top destination for me? Maybe not the top one, but there was a great flight deal that came around and I was like, I'll go to Spain. Sure. <laughs> like, why not? And so I booked it and it was an amazing trip. And I like Spain is one of my favorite countries in Europe now. Yeah, I'm dying to go to Mallorca. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been to Mallorca yet, but I was looking at flights there now because I'm like, Ooh, okay, now when I go, I want to go here and do this. And like, uh, that's the other thing. Like, you don't always have to plant, like, plan your dream vacation and like worry about planning this perfect two week trip, like places like you can go back, you know? So like, I'll get a taste of a city and then be like, Oh, do I want to see more of it? Or am I good? Like, do I want to prioritize going somewhere else? Mm-hmm. That's a yeah, good point. That's- that's kind of what we did when we moved here is that, you know, I kind of thought, okay, we're going to move. We need like this first, like we need a job, we need a place to live. And I think literally like the first thing we did was book our flights. Like we were just like, all right, let's book, let's pick a day. Yeah. And then after we have this day, we'll just go from there. And now like we're working on our next move. So I haven't really talked about this on anything, but we're planning on moving again in July. And so this, that's why I'm so excited about this episode because we've been watching flights and it is hard to know where to start if you didn't really grow up. Like we, I mean, we would go to like Florida. I mean, we would go yeah. on like trips, like maybe yearly family trips, but I feel like it is hard to learn how to travel if you don't have like someone who's teaching you all of that. And now there's so many different ways. So yeah, there's so many good resources out there now, like between TikTok and blogs. And like, my thing too is, is like, if you have a question about something, Google it because I'm sure someone wrote a blog post about it or like yeah. there's something on the internet. Like I will be like, okay, I have this many X, Y, and Z credit card points. Like what can I, like what's the best way to redeem it? And someone's written a blog and it's then I can get their opinion yeah. and just say like, Hey, what's a cool, unique way for me to use these and, and those sorts of things. But um, yeah, Google it. <laughs> Same with TikTok. Like that's literally how I figured out what to like pretty much in any situation, how I figure out what to do. I get on TikTok and I'm like, why, you know, where should I live in Hawaii? And like someone yeah. definitely has made a video, like if you need to know where to live in Hawaii. So it's like yeah. it's insane. It's literally the best way to learn things. And we, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people have learned from yours. TikTok yeah. is also like the short format YouTube. Like yeah. YouTube is yes. way too long for me. Like yeah. I don't want to watch a 20 minute video. Right. And like, honestly, like I just need the facts. Like tell me, give me the yeah. high level cliff notes. Like let's be yeah. honest. We, we all didn't read those books in high school. We went to cliff notes and like read the yeah. summaries. Like we want the same concept here. Right. Absolutely. I, I love it. So <laughs> when you're planning a trip, do you operate from a specific budget? Like, do you say I'm going to spend X percent on flights, X percent on accommodations, X percent on food or how, how do you kind of go about that? Not exactly. So like budgets definitely depend on where you go. So like Bali versus the Maldives, like the Maldives are going to be way more expensive than going to Bali. So like I do try and pick destinations. Like I don't 
like in a year, I will pick a couple that are a little bit like cheaper in terms of just the country itself. Like our dollar goes further. Um, so then like those, I feel like I'm like balling out almost on vacation where I'm like, Ooh, look at me. But then other ones, you know, I'll be a little bit more conscious of it, but also utilizing the points and miles on my credit card where I'm like, okay, I technically paid $0 for this flight because I used points and miles that I had racked up or points and miles for my hotel. So if I'm able to utilize those other types of like currencies, quote unquote, then I'm um, able to spend more on other areas. But if I don't have access to that, then I have to be a little bit more strategic. So it's not necessarily like a set dollar amount or percentage. Um, but I try to find, you know, cheap flight. I'm not as worried about like accommodations, especially if, if it's like a very expensive area. Like I'd rather spend my money on experiences and food, like going on a nice yacht for the day like and drinking wine on the amalfi coast so we did that in uh when we went to italy this summer i was with a couple of friends of mine and we booked a yacht for a day a private yacht just the three of us um and then we were staying in a hostel so like balling on a budget like you got to pick like what your your battles are you're never really in the hotel you know like you're out and about no. doing things no totally like we want to be out like on the beach we want to be going to restaurants we want to be doing that stuff so like that was our way to make it work for what our budget was for that trip mm -hmm. that's um, so funny that reminds <laughs> me of being here like everyone has these island beater cars yeah and so it's like we're driving our island beater car up to the four seasons for lunch and we're like yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Exactly. So that's kind of like how I do it or look at it. It'll be trip dependent, but um, just figure out what's important to you. Like if you, if staying in an amazing hotel is a part, uh, something that you prioritize as a part of your experience, like you can maybe get hotel credit cards or be willing to pay for that if like you're able to do that. But um, those are some ways that I look at it when I'm traveling. Yeah. How many countries have you been to? 19. Wow. Do you pick like, do you say, all right, this year I'm going to travel this many times or do you kind of just play it by ear? I let the flight deals dictate it. So like I will pick a like I have a flight um, to London for a three day weekend, essentially three days on the ground is what I call it. Um, because there was a good flight deal. And I was like, I'm going to London for three days. I've already been there. And I'm like, there's a couple other things I'd like to go see there. So yeah. like, which obviously won't add another country to my list, but I'm like, it makes it's a direct flight from Seattle. The price was right. I don't have to take I take like one day off of work because I was able to like match it up with another work holiday. So yeah, well, I love um, what you said about getting a taste of a city or a place. So that's great. Like you don't have to plan this long trip to London for like two yeah. weeks. You can just go for a couple of days, get the taste, and then decide if you want to go back for longer. Yeah, that's like people who book like the two week trips to like Paris, for example. I'm like, not that there isn't enough to do in Paris for two weeks, but I'm like, what are you doing in Paris for two weeks? Like there's plenty to do, I'm sure, but like I would rather like I want to go see other cities in France or like do other stuff like that. So um that's just kind of at least my travel style though. And I've learned that. Yeah. Like I want to go see different cities in different parts of the country. So definitely. What are, in your opinion, the best ways to save money while traveling? So I feel like I've touched a lot on this, but like we can get into a little deeper, like flights, definitely. Like if I can get a $300 flight to Europe instead of an $1,100 flight to Europe, like right there, I'm saving a ton of money right off the top of my trip. Um, credit cards. So like credit cards for both the points and miles to, for your stay, but then like lounge access. So like I, don't remember the last time I spent a single dollar at the airport. Like I go to the lounge, I drink for free, I eat for free, coffee, like all of these things are for free. They've got like massage chairs in some of these lounges, like little, it's just insane. Some of the stuff that you can get, um, hotel status, like it, for example, is one way too, which you can get with some credit cards. So you don't actually even have to stay outright, but then those will come with like free breakfast or free room upgrades. And like some of those things help, um, we're looking at hostels. So we we made my family, we were going to Australia for Thanksgiving. It was my brother, myself, and a friend of mine, or my brother, myself, my dad, and a friend of mine. And normally with four people, it's kind of like the sweet spot for like maybe Airbnb is going to be cheaper and we can like have our own kitchen and stuff. And we started looking at it and it really was not in Sydney. Like places were still way higher than what we were expecting. Um, and so we ended up renting two private rooms that had double bunks in it in a hostel. And so we had our own room that like locked and everything. And so my like 55 year old father is like in the hostel with us. And it was like, yep, this is what we got to do to like save money. It worked out great. Like, again, we didn't spend a whole ton of time at there. It was, we were there to sleep and shower. Yeah. Um, and so and like hostels come with free breakfast a lot. So those things are good. And then like, also negotiating. So if you don't book everything before you go, um, you can sometimes negotiate with certain vendors depending on the country and like understand where you're able to. Like we negotiated um, our Venice Canal like ride, boat ride, because there was 
there wasn't a high demand for it when we were there. So it's not like we were waiting in lines or anything. So we negotiated the rate down and like understand like where you can kind of like see like with some of these vendors, like if you can cut a deal with them or like, I'm going to pay in cash. Can I get X, Y, and Z off of it? So we were doing that when we were buying leather in Italy. And um, so those are ways to like, you still have that on the table. Whereas like in the U S I don't feel like we really do that as much, but like they're more smaller, smaller vendors, markets, things like that. Like know that you have some of that negotiating power too. What? Okay. I'm really excited for this one. (laughs) In your opinion, what are the best credit cards for traveling? This is the question that like everyone wants to know the answer to. So there's, it of course depends. Like there's no straight answer, but here's what it depends on. So like, how often do you travel? Um, What is your travel style? Like, do you stick with one airline typically? Do you check a bag? Do you spend money on food or drinks at the airport? Um, And then what's your spending style is the third category. So do you spend your money on food and dining? Do you spend a lot of money on booking flights and hotels, things like that. And so why I put those three categories out first um, is that like, if you fly one airline all the time and you like to check a bag, get an airline, get that airline's credit card, like look at their options and see what they are because checking a bag round trip is at least $60 now, like $30 each way. And so you can start looking at some of those cards to see if they make sense for you. But if you don't travel with just one airline, typically don't get a co-branded credit card just because you, your friend has one or whatever. Like you just feel like, I don't know. That's kind of what I did when I got my first one was like, my friend had the card and I was like, cool, I guess I'm going to get this travel credit card. Um, but there's the non-co-branded ones. Great ones to look at are like the Chase Sapphire Preferred um, is a really good one. The Capital One Venture card, American Express has a whole line of cards. Um, the nice part with those is that um, you're not tied to one airline. So you're going to get benefits that you can use those points for multiple airlines um, and things like that. So there's low fee cards, low to no fee cards, and there's like the high-end cards. So if you travel more, um, looking at some of the higher end cards, even though the annual fee can seem really, really scary when you look at it, like the highest annual fee I have in my wallet card right now is $695 a year, but it is my favorite credit card in my wallet. So like, but that's because I travel a lot. So I get lounge access with it. I'm able to like get a lot of benefits off of this credit card that make the annual fee zero essentially. (laughs) Yeah. You kind of make up for it and all the perks that you get. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it like if you have an American Express, you get access to like the Delta Lounge immediately? So that's with the American Express Platinum card. So that's the one that I'm referring to that has a $6.95 fee and you get like $200 in Uber credits a year, $100 at Saks Fifth Avenue a year. Like there's all these other credits that you get to like make the fee closer to $300 at Equinox. If you like use Equinox, like there's all these things that they like give you. So look at the card. Um, a lot of the higher cards too, even a few of the like low to no fee cards offer like free global entry and TSA pre-check. Um, the American Express Platinum one covers the $179 towards clear, which a clear membership, that's like how much a full price clear membership is. So if you, that's where like, if you travel more, you're going to utilize those benefits more. So it makes sense to have that card. So that's why I wish it was like a straight answer, but like looking at those things will help you like understand like, okay, do I want to go for an airline credit card or do I want to go for a non-co-branded one? That's just like a chase, chase card or American Express card. Yeah. Which credit card was it that you you were talking about earlier that gave you the automatic like three round trip? basically. Here. So that was when Delta was running a um, special. So the sign up bonus is where you're going to get a lot of your media points. And they were running a sign up bonus. And it was like $90,000 for the I don't remember if it was the gold or the platinum card, whatever card it was, I signed up for it. And so I got 90,000 Delta miles, which um, I find round trip flights to Europe, which these are deals like people be like, there's no way these exist. They do. I just went to Greece for 32,000 sky miles round trip. Um, this past October, um, I booked, um, Switzerland, I think it was 42 or maybe it's London. I don't remember, but they're anywhere between like 32 to 42,000 sky miles round trip. Um, so I saw that sign up bonus and I was like, done. I had, had to spend like $2,000 in three months. So I just put all my spend on that card. I get 90,000 points done. I can go to Europe two or three times for free on that. That's incredible. I'm 22. I graduated in May. So no, no one ever in my life has sat me down and talked about like, I mean, my dad and I have been like, you know, good credit, bad credit, but with like travel. So if you were talking to someone like my age who like maybe like has a credit card, but it's just been kind of like, to build credit or has never had a credit card, what would you suggest the best travel card to start with would be? 
Probably one of those lower no-fee cards that I was referencing. So that would be like the Chase um, Sapphire Preferred card, or I think it's the Amex Green card is their lower, like their low-fee card. Um, uh, they also have a gold one, which is slightly higher, which all below the platinum. But those ones are two to look at, um, or the Capital One Venture card. So you're either paying $0 for the first year, and then after the first year, um, a lot of those ones have like a $95 fee. Sometimes the fee is on the first year as well, but you're going to get a lot of benefit at it, um, out of it, and you're going to be able to earn points that you can use towards travel. So those ones are great ones. Um, and then as you start building up your credit, like a lot of, there's so many like credit card myths out there and like once you kind of realize what goes into your credit score it's a lot less scary and it doesn't seem like this like mystery box of like ah i do all these things and then my credit score pops out and i have no idea why it's this number um so i always get like the first thing i feel like i get on a lot of my credit card videos are people being like well what's your credit score like i have an excellent credit score because when you open up a credit card um, you're going to increase the amount of credit you have access to but if your spending stays the same that reduces um, what your credit utilization is. So as long as you want to stay under 30% is the like marker that you want to stay under. So if I open up another credit card and that gives me access to, let's say another $30,000 on this card, but I don't spend any differently. I'm not going to move my credit utilization percentage lower, which increases your credit score. It's one of the like things that helps um, impact your credit score a lot. So opening and closing accounts can have a temporary effect on your credit score. Like, so if you want to buy a house tomorrow, yeah, don't open a credit card, but like, that's just probably a good practice to like not do it in general. Cause it, your, your credit score will take, like, I find when I open a credit card, my score takes a five to 10 point hit um, temporarily, but it's just like, if you play in the stock market, like, until you pull your money out of the stock market, you haven't actually realized a loss or anything. So if I'm not going to the bank to get a loan tomorrow, I don't need care if my credit score takes a five to 10 point hit because it'll go back up in two months because my credit utilization is lower and like some of those things. And so I think that that's like really helpful to look at because like, I don't just have one travel credit card in my wallet. I probably have right now, I always have between four to eight open at a time. Um, but I know people that have 15 plus open. So, wow. and have fantastic credit scores. Like, yeah, it's all about just getting it paid off, you know? And I think growing yes, up, you treat it like a debit right. card. You treat it like a debit card, paid off every month. Totally. And, and I think growing up, like we were always taught, like, you know, credit cards are bad and you're scared of them and you don't really know how the, you know, using them can actually benefit yeah, you. I'm like putting my credit card down at dinner. I'm like, okay, like, Venmo me. <laughs> See, and I'm the friend who's like, I will put my credit card down every time and have everyone Venmo me because I get the points for it. Yeah. I'm like, heck yeah. Well, it changes as you get older too, because I'm 28. So now it's like when we go to dinner, it's like, all right, who who wants the points this time? Yes, yeah. Realize like you know these are actually good. Like this is a good thing. And yes. um, you know, going back to the different types, I remember the first travel card I ever got was the Chase Sapphire. Um, the preferred. And, yeah, the preferred. Yeah. And that was a great one to start out with, but now it's like those higher level cards are better because, you know, you are using all those benefits and it, you know, outweighs the the annual fee. Yeah. And I evaluate, like when I have cards in my wallet, like I don't keep cards open just to keep them open. Like um, I will look at it and like, if I can make that annual fee at least zero in my mind, then I will keep the card open. So like one of the cards I always keep open is my Delta American Express Platinum card, because um, that gives me a buy one, get one free flight every single year. And the annual fee on that card just is $250. So without looking at any of the other benefits on that card, as long as my BOGO flight that I purchase is $250, or above, I have made that annual fee zero on that card in my mind. So that's the only thing I look for. So I only buy the BOGO flight on flights that are 250 and above. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. so smart. Huh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so those are some of the things you can like look at when you're looking at different credit cards. And there's so many options. So learning like who you are as a traveler is really beneficial and how you spend your money. So different cards have different um, bonus categories. So like I always use my Chase Sapphire Reserve card when I'm um, – putting my card down at a restaurant is I am three times points on that card on food and dining. Whereas my American Express platinum card, I earn five times points on hotels and flights. So I'm going to use that card because I'm going to earn better bonus categories on that one. So you kind of like learn the strategy too, which for most people, when you're first getting into it, just get one card, learn that card well, and like start there. Don't feel like you have to get overwhelmed with all of these cards, but know that the option is out there. So once you've maybe had that card for a year and you're like, okay, I'm kind of interested in earning, um, you know, points out of like, I call them different currencies because there's like 
Delta miles, there's uh, Amex points, there's Chase points, like all of these things. And like, there's so many different ways to use these like quote unquote currencies. And maybe you're interested in like, if you started out with a airline credit card on a non-airline credit card, so just like a, a the Chase card. Um, and so start with one, don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. Like it sounds very overwhelming, but. <laughs> I know you're like, for, you're like, for most people, and I'm like, I am most people. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like uh, this is directly, I'm directly learning here. But, but that's how okay, you start. So, yeah, because it's, it's overwhelming. But to move past the credit card, so on to like flights, I feel like everyone wants to know, like, <laughs> what's the best way to find cheap flights? So I'm going to combine the questions. So like, what's your best like way to find cheap flights and do you have any uh, like apps like your favorite travel apps so i've got the travel apps i actually don't use a single app for flights the desktops are much desktop versions are much better um in my opinion like there's two things that i use though for flights and that's it like throw away sky scanner throw away hopper throw away all of those other ones um do never book through like an expedia or priceline like those third-party travel agencies no i'm like deleting hopper i'm like <laughs> You're going to use Google Flights. Google Flights is the number one thing that I use to find flights for myself. And then there's another tool that I also use that I'll get to after this. But Google Flights is amazing. I have tons of videos on my TikTok and Instagram about it. And I'm like still making more because there's so many cool features. But their filtering options are great to be able to filter out if you want to fly a certain airline or you want to carry on bag or whatever. They have this calendar tool where you can like just open it up and see where the cheapest flight is. Like on these days, you can put in multiple airport codes, like just the amount of features on this site is endless and like one of my favorite ones that I use like when I know I just I like for example I go on on a Thanksgiving trip every single year I don't care where I go like really I mean I have like a list of places but I just want to go somewhere so one of the flights or the tools that they have on Google flights is this explore feature so I will type in like my airport code and then the I can type in like open like specific dates or I can leave it a little bit more broad and then there's a map and I can just drag this map around and it'll be like flights to here this much, flights to here this much, flights to here this much. So that's how I found amazing deals before for exact times where like, I know I want to take a trip. I want to go somewhere warm, but that warm place could be Hawaii. It could be Jamaica. It could be Australia, like depending on the time of year, like all of these things, it doesn't matter to me. So uh, that's one of the other really cool tools that I use. So Google flights for sure is the number one. <laughs> I love that. I've always wondered which one is the best. So really glad to hear that. Yeah. And then the other thing I use is Thrifty Traveler is a um, subscription service that I have. It's 50 bucks a year right now. I do have a code. Janelle 10 will save you $50 on, or sorry, $10 on your first year. Um, But it's literally $50 a year. And all they do is send you these flight deals. So like you don't have to sit on your computer. Like I think today, um, today we received flight deals to Spain. There's been a bunch to Europe this past week. Um, Putacana, um, there's been Costa Rica recently, Hawaii, like all of these deals. And that's how I got the Iceland deal that I was referring to earlier. They sent an email to my inbox and all I had to do was click the link that brought me to Google flights. And then I booked the deal. So they're just, they take the work out of it. So you don't have to like sit on Google flights all day and like see where the deals are. Like they just tell you and it's so passive, but I booked, I probably booked 80% of my flights today through deals that they sent me. Wow. It sounds kind of like, um, I use Scott's yeah, cheap it's very flight. similar. Very similar to Scott's Cheap Flights. Yeah, Scott's Cheap Flights, that's it. Yep, very, very similar, yeah. So I know Scott's Cheap Flights has different levels. I've actually signed up for them before, too. Um, I'm not getting their emails right now. I don't know what's going on. I'm still technically signed <laughs> up. So that's just something I need to like look at personally and be like, <laughs> hey, can you guys get me back on to like whatever list it is that I'm not on? But uh, yeah, so I use Thrifty Travel, which is a very similar one. Okay, that's very helpful. I've never heard of any of those things. I'm like, Hopper, you're gone. Expedia, you're gone. <laughs> yeah. And, like if, when you when you go through like, so some of the problems with third-party travel services, like if you book through Priceline or Expedia, is if you have an issue, which right now, like with COVID and people, like airlines changing flights and stuff getting merged, you never want to go through um the third-party travel agents because that's just like a buffer where like the airline can't really help you they have a really bad rap for being really unhelpful so even if you do save a little bit of money by going through them it is not worth the headache like to go and use them at all yeah okay yes. speaking of that i saw a tiktok that you posted about this question but um if you're if your flight gets canceled should you ever accept the voucher so if your flight gets canceled 
like by law, the airlines have to pay you back in cash. Like they have to give you a cash refund, but what they're going to try to do is give you a voucher because most people don't know that the Department of Transportation requires them to give you that because they, they, you, they're required to give you cash unless you accept something else. So they're going to always try to give you a voucher. Vouchers have expiration dates. You're stuck flying that airline. You don't want that. So, um, that, you can't fly the itinerary. So if they cancel it and you choose to like rebook with them, like then you wouldn't get your money back for that. But like if they cancel your flight and you book with a different airline, they have to refund your ticket in full. Um, so that's where, but the issue is if you book with someone like Priceline or Expedia, they are not held to the same standards. So this is directly with the airline. You need that's why you like always cut out that middleman. I hope everyone is taking notes because you've dropped so much knowledge on us. Like it's crazy. I'm glad I can help. Um, but that's even too that law is like if they move your flight. So right now I will book flight deals left and right because I know one I can get a voucher with most of the airlines. Like you have to know the airline rules. Like they, um, but they become more flexible. So I can always cancel essentially my flights right now and get at least a voucher. And I'm traveling enough personally that I know I'll use them. But then I can also wait and see if the airline switch. If I decide I don't want to take this trip for whatever reason that I booked, um, I'll wait for the airline. I call playing chicken with the airlines. I'll wait for them to change my flight itinerary because if they make a major change on my flight, then I can call them and be like, oh, I don't want to take this trip anymore. Please give me a full cash refund. So instead of getting vouchers, I do that. So I will wait till literally the day before the flight or the morning of if it's in the evening and see if they like merge my flight with a different flight or something like that. And then call back and get full cash refund versus a voucher. Even if I knew three months beforehand that I was going to cancel that flight. Oh, wow. That is so, wow. Cause I, I have the worst tra- like flight luck. And I've been in this situation. Like I, if people know me, they know what I'm talking about. Like I, there is something in my past life. I'm experiencing some kind of karma through like flights. So I am always getting my flights canceled. So now that I know this, I'm going to be like, watch out, I'm coming. So like, and what you do like too. So let's say if your flight does get canceled with an airline and like they're trying to rebook you, like some tips that I have that are really helpful. I just had this happen. I had to call a friend on Friday night. She's sitting in the Orlando airport trying to go to Puerto Rico and her flight kept getting delayed. So they were going to miss their connection. And she's like asking what she can do. And like one of the best things you can do is do your homework before you talk to an agent or while you're on hold with an agent, go to Google flights, see what other flight options are there. So like, does that airline have another flight that they can put you on? Then tell them like when you get to that agent, rather than having them look it up and like, but whatever, like, I want to be put on this flight number, leaving at this time, like put me on this flight. And if they don't have anything available, you can try and push for them to put you on a different airline. Like that's an option. I've had that happen to me probably two or three times in this past year where they couldn't get me like, they're like, well, our next flight isn't until the next day. And I was like, great. United has a flight leaving tonight at this time that works for me. Put me on that flight. And they do. So those are things too, but do your homework. Cause like if they might not even have access on some of their screens, like, I don't know what they can see, but if I'm like, Hey, I see this flight. Can you put me on this? Or like, I want to be put on this flight. So that's really helpful too. Um, and use Google flights to figure that out. And then you can kind of go up to the agent or, you know, on the phone, deal with them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I've like been doing my whole travel life wrong. <laughs> it's okay. Much. You're learning now. We're, we're now starting I'm today. Learning. I didn't now start I'm doing learning. this until I was like 22, 23. Like 22, I started like dipping my toes wet in it. And then 23, I was like, okay, now I want to learn more. And I just got way too deep into like 80 million blogs and stuff. No, but now, <laughs> now you're helping everybody. So what would be some things that you would tell people to consider before going abroad? Um, Looking at like the transportation is a huge thing. Like I always look at as being like, do I need to rent a car? Don't be afraid of public transit. Public transit is amazing in a lot of other countries other than um, like, like versus the U S <laughs> and I feel like people don't consider that. So when we're talking about like saving money, I'm not kidding you. I probably take public transit when I'm abroad 80% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. So that's like something really good to look at. And then like, what other apps do they use for ride shares? Because like, it's not Lyft and it's typically not Uber. Some of the bigger cities have Uber, but they have their own apps and like own taxi apps. So download those when you're in the U S still before you go. Um, so those are on your phone. Um, I always look at like, what's their tipping culture. So I try to see like, are, do they just, you know, tip a couple of euros on a bill or do they adhere to a higher tipping culture like the U S does? Um, and then, Learn simple phrases. So 
learning even a little bit of the language goes a long way with people. So like how to say hello, how to say goodbye, thank you, um, cheers, where's the bathroom? Or for me, I'm like, can I get another glass of wine, please? Like that is one that I literally always learn. <laughs> so um, stuff like that goes a long way. Like locals can see and they appreciate when you're like trying a little bit um, to do that. And then I download like for that to Google Translate. I think that I can give you some of my favorite apps, but like Google Translate, download the app before you go somewhere and you can download the language offline. So you don't need data to use it. And you can like hold your phone over a menu and it will translate a menu that's in a different language on your phone screen. So you don't even have to type in the words. Like you are literally viewing like the picture on your phone screen. Of, like, it translated. You can like I was communicating with a taxi driver in Italy where I would speak into it and it would translate it in Italian. And then he would speak into it and it would translate it to English. And so we were communicating that way. Um, How did we survive without Google Translate? How did I just survive without Google? (laughs) (laughs) The internet. Like This is why my parents didn't like know that these things and the tools existed because like they couldn't just Google the answers to their questions when I was growing up. That's how I feel about like maps too. Like we're in the car, we're like, oh, left, right. I'm like, how do people <laughs> even live? But oh, I remember I was I grew up on MapQuest days. So for anyone, I'm like yeah. the end of the millennial. But like you would print out the MapQuest directions before your parents drove you to your friend's house in middle school, and you'd be like, here's how you get there. <laughs> I know. I remember going on trips, and my dad would leave. He's like, did anyone get the MapQuest? We're like, no. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then you leave it on the counter, and it's like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> oh my god. So, okay, yeah. well, speaking of your favorite apps, what are some other apps that are a must-have on your phone when traveling or leading up to a trip? So if, for like overall, if you're traveling with a group of people, Splitwise, if you've never used Splitwise, so amazing. Love Splitwise. I just, I'm a new Splitwiser. I use it even for like like bills and stuff. Like if you have a roommate, like that's helpful. Or like with our friend group, like instead of now just like me just sending Venmos left and right with our friend group, it's like, let's just do a split wise. And then like in a couple of weeks you can pay me. Um, like those sorts of things. I went on a trip with Allie's friends um, in December and one of someone was like, everyone get like, let's just do a split wise. And me and my friends were like, what is a split wise? And yeah. it's, it's revolutionary. Basically it's just a way to split every thing on a trip. When you enter the world of bachelorette trips, you better know. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you can put receipts in there too, like pictures of the receipts, like notes and stuff. So like everyone has access to it. And then at the end of the trip, all you do is like settle up and like you only pay the people. Like if, if you bought a $100 dinner and someone else bought an $80 dinner, like it's just that $20 difference that you're like now spending or whatever. Yeah, so. When you're just using Venmo, you like get home and your phone, you're like, um, like the Venmo requests just come without yeah. really any like, it's just like tr- uh, dinner and it's like $400 and you're like, I had literally one drink. Yeah. Like I had a bowl of soup. So like that's yeah. where it's nice. Cause like you can put the receipt in, everyone can see. And it's not like, where are all of these things coming from? Like you add them in. Like, so we start those at the beginning of every trip. Um, when I'm traveling or like through the traveling experience, I always use lounge body to find lounge access in the airports. Um, if you like don't have it, I look at it just to, like look at pictures of lounges to pick which ones I want to go to um, out of it. But like, if you don't have lounge access, you can actually buy day passes to certain lounges. So I have I've friends done that, that before. It's so nice. So like if you're planning on going and like eating and drinking, like a day pass for one of the lounges that they went to in Washington, DC was 45 bucks. And they, so they had full meal, like they each had four drinks, like, which is going to yeah, be way more it, if you would have like bought that. Totally. Since I have such bad luck with flights, I have been stuck in airports for like almost full days at a time. Yeah. Before. And I remember one time I bought the United day pass for the lounge and what I spent, I think it was like $30. What mm-hmm. I spent to get in the lounge, I would have spent eating at restaurants or like just getting drinks and stuff yes. while I passed the time. I literally was like laid out on a couch, like fully asleep, mm-hmm. had Wi-Fi, had all that stuff. But then another time, also with United, because United and I like really, really buttheads. But um, <laughs> I was in really bad um, layover and they actually gave me a pass to the lounge as like a we're sorry. Yeah, because I was just so distressed. They were like, we got to put this girl somewhere. So they like. Yeah, that's out. a good point, too. Like, see what you can get out of it. You know, milk yeah. it. What's worth. If yeah. you don't ask, the answer is no. Yeah, um, exactly. exactly. One of the things, do you guys ever use mobile passports? Like, have you heard of what that is? Mm-mm. 
So if you don't have global entry or TSA pre-check, or well, so if you have global entry, it comes to TSA pre-check, but global entry gets you back into the US a lot quicker. If you don't have that, you can use this app called Mobile Passport and you literally like fill out the questionnaire on your phone and you're going to go up to, you have a separate line versus the normal security like line or the immigration customs line to get back into the US after being abroad. And it's so much quicker and simpler. So that's like a, and it's free. So that's like the cool hack of like, if you don't have global entry yet, uh, for you to jump kind of like the line to get through um, immigration coming back into the US. So that's another good one to have. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, for points and miles for credit cards, I use Award Wallet to track like all of my miles and like expiration dates on things to make sure. So once you have more cards or more things like that, you want to make sure you're not losing points or miles because they expire. A lot of them don't, but some do. Like some American Airlines, I think, still has expirations on their miles. Some hotels still have expirations. Um, And then card pointers is another really good one when you start getting more than one card. Um, It basically tells you, hey, you should use this card for this. You should use this card for this. And it's just like, if you, like I told my dad to download it because he kept asking me like, hey, when should I use this card again? Or when should I use this card? And I'm like, just look at card pointers, please download the app. They will tell you it and you have access to it whenever you want it. Like you don't have to wait for me to respond to your text. <laughs> so yeah. what about for like hotels? I use hotels mm. tonight a lot. And I yes. love hotels tonight is one of my favorite ones. So I, that's actually the, typically the top one that I use. Um, if I like need a hotel, which before when I first started using hotels tonight, you could only book out seven days in advance and now you can do like a month. Mm-hmm. So like before it was like truly like a last minute more hotel reservation where now you can look at the deals for a month. Um, Priceline, this is the one time I do like, hotel. so when I was referring to like Priceline and Expedia, a lot of this directly referring to booking airline tickets, hotels, it's a little, like, it's always better to book direct typically, but like, for example, Priceline has these, this deal, I forget the name of it fully, but essentially you're, you're going to say like, I want to be in this area and it'll be like a three block radius. And I want a four-star hotel or a three-star hotel or whatever it is. And they will say, you're going to be in one of these three hotels. Here's the price that you're going to pay. And once you press buy, it will tell you which hotel it is. Uh, But you just don't know ahead of time. But they're all like in the same category, whether you pick three-star or four-star. You can save like, I don't know, anywhere from 20 to 40, maybe even 50 bucks a night on there, I feel like, per I've done that several times. One time was in Denver and we ended up at this like really nice Kimpton hotel and we barely paid anything. Yeah. Wait, have you ever heard of Curiosity? I've heard of it. I haven't spent a lot of, I've heard of it though. Okay. Well, I've used Curiosity. That's like a word I really have a hard time saying. (laughs) But um, anyways, some girl sent me this dm like like maybe two years ago i was like you need to download or get on this it's actually not even an app it's a website yeah but if you have like any sort of like i don't even think there's a follower requirement but basically you sign up for if you like are into doing like influencer like yeah promotional stuff yeah and um you apply and then they'll accept you and they'll give you hotels that like meet your follower requirement yeah and you can just book hotels on there like months and months in advance and i think like I went and stayed. I went to Catalina Island um, like a month ago and we got this hotel for like $40 a night. Yeah. And all I had to do was post a picture on my Instagram, like tag them and be like, here's where we stayed. And I think post like three stories. Yeah. The hotel I think regularly was maybe like four, 300 or something a night. Amazing. $40 a night. And there's like no real true requirement for yeah it. yeah so like there's no like major contract i feel like i've yeah. signed up for it before like i've signed up for a bunch of those like types of things where you like the blurbs of like oh here's this campaign and stuff but i i don't think i've ever actually like dug into it but yeah i probably signed up for it back in covid when i wasn't traveling and just forgot about it <laughs> yeah it, that's one that i recommend because it's and that same thing like i kind of thought I kind of want to go to California. Let's just see what they have. And you put your dates in, like all these hotels mm-hmm. popped up. And I was like, like even the Ondas, which is like a really yeah. nice hotel they have in Maui. They have one in yeah. San Diego and it was like $25 a night. To stay Amazing. There. Okay. I was I'm like, to look at that. yeah, definitely check that, that one out. But what, so back to questions, what would be one like piece of advice, traveling advice that you wish everyone knew? Um, stop waiting to travel until you can ex- take your expensive bucket list trip. Like, I feel like everyone's like, oh, I'm just, I want to go here. I want to go there. Like, just go somewhere. Like, and you're yeah. going to like go, if you see a flight deal, like book it, don't hesitate. Like you're going to like, I, Spain was like so surprising to me that I loved it so, so much, but you're not going to just go. You're not going to regret it. Like there's no trip that I've ever Absolutely. regretted and been like, 
wish I wouldn't have done that one. Like you can go back. Like, for example, if like when I was younger, I couldn't afford the stuff that I do today. And like what I can probably do in 15 years will be like a completely different budget range. But like those are all different types of trips too, in my mind. Like when I was 22 staying in $20 a night hostels in Europe, I was having a blast, but like now I'm booking more like private rooms. If I do ever stay in hostels, you know, at this point, which I still do, like I occasionally like I'll look at it, but like I have a different budget today than I did back then. And like mm-hmm. maybe in 15 years, I'll be staying in a baller mansion who knows but um like don't wait until like you have this perfect trip planned and then you go yeah and then like don't overbook your trips either like leave room for some like spontaneous activities to happen because those are some of the most fun things like that you just can't plan but I don't want to like miss out on that because I had a museum booked or something like exactly we've had like crazy things like in Miami going to the SLS like that pool party we've like had things happen to us we just like leave days but I actually saw a TikTok I like had to pull it up because I favored it this morning, but it was saying like, just a reminder to like travel the world and not don't wait until you're financially secure to travel yeah. the world. Like go when you're young and see what th- like places have to offer. Because I feel like maybe this is like an older mindset that people are kind of moving past, but I feel like a lot of people are like, I'm going to work and grind and then mm-hmm. I'm going to get financially secure and travel. You can travel the world. You can live in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You can do all these things mm-hmm. without being like, I have yeah. not financially secure I would say I mean like I am for what I do but I think people have this mindset that you have to wait until you're like a millionaire to go on these trips you can really you can travel so much easier on a cheaper budget when you're younger too because like you said it doesn't matter if you're sleeping like on a couch or a floor somewhere you know like just go yeah exactly yeah. like I, when I, I remember like when I first budgets for like Europe where like I always tried to have like my hostels around $20 a night you'd eat the like cheap breakfast that they had there and like was it good no but it's like a hard-boiled eggs some bread and jam like it was edible and I would eat breakfast and like save money that way and like I'd have like maybe one nicer meal out but like you're you're able to make it work and there's like different things that you can do like when you're younger, like with students, like um, if you have a student ID and like accessing some of those like discounts, but like you can go back and have a different experience and like a quote unquote, almost like whole different trip. Like versus when you were 22, but like some of the stuff I did at 22, I probably don't want to be doing when I'm 40, like going to these clubs till 2am, but I'm glad I did it when I was 22 and stayed at the club till 6am in Stockholm. Like, you know, like those are cool experiences that I'm, not going to have like as I get it's a different trip when you get older so just go like book the ticket totally well I feel like travel is like one of those things that you never regret spending money on like it's not like Mm -hmm. a pair of shoes that you you know spend a ton of money on that are going to go out in a couple of years it's something that you'll always carry with you and it's an experience and I've never regretted spending money on travel yeah like you might be in the club bathroom drinking vodka out of a water bottle in your purse but like, I've done it I've done it <laughs> I'm like I'm like Perry get the water bottle like my, we literally <laughs> will bring it to we're like yeah free drinks all night yeah you like buy one drink and then you just like keep refilling yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so we've I all been we've it. all been doing that on the budget and then like also yeah. don't wait for someone else to go I think that's what got me into really traveling was like a lot was I got really I would find a cheap flight and then like I couldn't get anyone to go with me um because like they just couldn't commit for whatever circumstance that they were in and then finally I was like why am I missing out on going to these places like I'm just gonna book it and like if someone can make it great they can book separately if not I'm gonna go alone and like being able to solo travel and like you learn so much by yourself you can do whatever you want whenever you want um it's really empowering so don't hesitate to like go by yourself it can seem scary but once you do it once like it's not scary (laughs) i feel like we need to do another episode on how to solo travel yeah yeah because people i mean i've met just in the past week for some reason i've met so many people who have been like um so i work in a little coffee shop here they come in i'm like how's your trip and they're like i'm on a solo trip and i get messages from people saying like i want to go on a solo trip but i'm i'm nervous but it's like I think that, like that's the way to do it. Sometimes you can do everything you want to do. You don't have to depend on other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember in London, I like went to like, um, I was touring around doing some things I wanted to do. And I was like, I want to go take a nap. So I went back to my hostel and took a nap. Cause I could, cause no one was there being like, no, we should do this. Or, I don't want to do that. Or like, whatever. Or like I've paid to like, go into a museum to see the one thing I want to see and then leave. Like, I don't need to walk around the rest of it. Like I saw what I wanted to see. Sweet. Now I'm going to go do the next thing on my list. Cause like, yeah. that's, I don't know. Totally. Uh, some of those things. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole different episode. Cause I'm so <laughs> curious about solo travel. I've never taken a solo trip, but I want to for sure. Oh Maybe my gosh. Year. 
Yes, you should do it. Like, it's so empowering. I, yeah. And then you like have, don't have to wait on other people. I'm just like, sweet, if you want to come with my Italy trip, I was supposed to be solo. I was originally booked it just by myself. And I like started talking about it on Instagram, just like asking for recommendations like a month beforehand. And my friends were like, who are you going to Italy with? And I was like, just me. They like, asked if they could come. And I was like, sure, here's like what I'm planning on doing. If you want to join, like book your ticket. <laughs> Wait, I actually saw this. Do you plan group trips? I have a group trip. Yeah. So I have one to Bali um, planned for October, October 8th through 15th of this year. Um, I'm looking about maybe adding a Europe one. So that's kind of what's on my mind right now is maybe adding another Europe one. Uh, but people have been asking me for years to do it. And I'm like, let's just let's do this. Like, it's time for me to get like a group of people together. So if you, if you are interested in solo travel, but it's still a little scary to you, these types of trips, like I have a group trip and I have tons of other friends that have group trips um, in the travel space as well, that like you can go and the itinerary is already planned, but there is still enough like free time where if you want to do something yourself, like you're able to kind of get that like solo trip experience, um, but not feel like you're completely alone. Like you have kind of a predefined group of friends essentially that you get to like hang out with but they're all like-minded in the sense that you all chose to come to this trip in bali with me in october and like we're gonna go do these things so like it's kind of really cool i might i'm like like, oh my gosh yes this is gonna be your first solo trip seriously (laughs) because it's nice like so i assume like you you decide the hotel and everything and people just kind of jump on with you how many people go so it can be from eight to 20 i'm working with a company that helps with some of like the logistics side of it but like i've been to bali before so i like worked with them at this itinerary is like some of my favorite things in bali that i did and then some of the things that i didn't get to do last time so that's what i'm talking about like where when i go back like i'll try and like implement things that i didn't do before and that's exactly what the bali trip is like one of the islands that we went to, it's called Nusa Penida. Um, it's beautiful. But we only did like a quick day trip there when I was there the last time. So this time we're actually staying on Nusa Penida for a couple nights. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but like that was one thing where I'm like, I want more time there. Like that wasn't enough for me. It was like a good taste, but I know that I want to spend more time there. Well, I'm definitely interested in that. So I might be reaching out about that. Okay, please do. Please ask any questions. I'm so excited for it. And Bali is like one of my favorite places in this world. Where can people find you? Instagram and TikTok are like my main platform. So Janelle on a jet on both platforms. Um, and yeah, I, I do typically TikTok lives on Wednesday nights with other travel creators. Um, and then I do like ask me anythings on Tuesdays on Instagram. So they're good platforms and ways to like connect with me um, both directly on there. Perfect. And we're going to tag all of your socials in the show notes so people can find them but i would definitely recommend i'm gonna be on those lives like hey i know we just talked for an hour but i'm just wondering about the credit card again it's no it's great i love talking about that stuff and those are like the best ways for me to like answer questions directly i mean there's so many comments that happen on tiktok videos and i try to answer the top ones but like tiktok lives and like the instagram ask me anything are fantastic ways to get like your questions answered (laughs) yeah i love that i love that so um we like to ask everyone this at the, towards the end of the episodes, but do you have a mantra or an affirmation that you're living by right now? Um, yeah, I think the thing that like, I forget who said it, but it's a quote from someone else, but it's, I'd rather have the most stories rather than the most things. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where I'm like going for the experiences, doing like saying yes to everything and like being present in the moment um, rather than, you know, just trying to, accumulate things and I think 2020 like taught me a lot about that too where it's like all about these experiences um so you never know when you're not gonna have some of those opportunities again yeah experience over things always yeah always always I just don't I mean if someone literally took me on in Waikiki and was like go to the stores and buy anything I'd be like I just want flight credits (laughs) just send me somewhere exactly and then the other thing we like to end our episodes with is a would you rather. I think Allie has this week's would you rather. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Would you rather only visit places you've already been or only visit places you've never been? Oh, this one's very easy for me. Only place, only visit places I've never been. For sure. Like I want to go to new places, new experiences, new cultures. And like I love learning about like people and lifestyles that are so different from mine. And like I find it so enriching. So um not that, like going back to places is great, but like I would love to go to more. Like there's so many other places on my list that I still need to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm 
I'm on that vibe too. I'm going to pick places I've never been because I've been, there's places I've definitely been where I'm like, oh, I hold such sweet memories yeah. there, but it's like, I can form memories anywhere. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. I mean, I would be sad not to go to Hawaii again because I loved Hawaii and South Africa. And I don't know, we didn't really travel like a lot outside of the U S and like Mexico growing up. So yeah, yeah. there's still a lot of places that I want to go. So I'm, I'm with you guys on that. Yeah. So listening to this, seriously, like I've learned so many things because I like that we're kind like, of get a credit right card. Bird. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, chase, chase yeah. fire out here. Um, but we like this whole week have been talking about, you know, like logistics because it's kind of the, this time last year we started planning our move to Hawaii. And so we're starting to plan our move. My roommates at work, but I was like, OK, I'm going to tell you everything that I learned. So. But yeah, if you ever plan a trip to Hawaii, please come. Please let me know. I, I will. Love there might be one on the docket soon. I was in Kauai last yeah. May. There might be one on the docket soon. I'm trying to decide where I'm going this year. And there's like so many things up in the air. I feel like I'm just like, let's see what sticks. <laughs> so like, I am so excited to go back and like show everyone like about it. I mean, we did the helicopter tour and I was obsessed. I was like, I did the open door. Is that like, thing. It? Yeah. yeah. And like the day we were there, it was raining a little bit and so there was so many rainbows that it was like insane i was mind blown like we saw probably close to double digits in rainbows like around 10 like that entire flight and it was an only an hour helicopter tour because my parents are coming here in april and we have a we're planning on going to Kauai, so i'm trying to like learn the best things and what to do with them there because i haven't been yet but everyone says it's like unreal there's a ton of stuff i can send you a list if you want (laughs) oh i would i would love that thank you we're in the planning process right now and yeah, anyways, but thank you so much for like agreeing to be on here with us and just yeah. like, taking all this time. I'm so glad you guys reached out. I was so excited. I'm like, I love the podcast format and I'm like so excited that Me we got too. to like chat about this. This was so much Me fun. Too. Thank you so much. And I might see you in Bali. Who knows? Yes. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So much fun. <laughs>